It is an incredible gift to share the beauty of the Catholic faith with kids in our lives. Whether you're sharing about Christ in the Eucharist with your toddler or diving into scripture together, or maybe preparing children for their first reconciliation or first communion, there's a lot that goes into evangelization with the littlest people in our lives. How can we explain the faith, the realities of sin, the incredible gift of the Eucharist and forgiveness in ways that resonate with little kids? And how do we live our lives so that the children that we love know that the sacraments matter, that the sacraments change us? Welcome to Letters to Women, a podcast where we explore and embrace what St. Pope John Paul II called the feminine genius, this unique strength and dignity that we have as women, and what growing in that looks like in our daily lives. This is not a podcast where we talk about the one right way to be a Catholic woman. And it's not a show where I sit down with other women and we share a set of expectations for Catholic women today that leave you feeling left out or a bit out of place. Instead, you'll find conversations with women in a variety of seasons of life and hear about how they are living out their own feminine genius. And this is all offered as an encouragement for you to discover more about who you are and how you're called to live out that feminine genius too. My name's Chloe Langer. I'm a Catholic wife and mom living in Kansas City. And tonight I'm coming to you from our basement. I've actually never recorded a podcast down here till today, but it is a few levels away from sleeping toddlers and a sometimes barking dog. So we're going to give it a shot. We've tucked the girls into bed and I love rounding out the night with a good conversation about one of my favorite topics, which is the feminine genius and being able to share those conversations with you. In this episode, I'm sitting down with Jackie Angel. I first saw Jackie speak at a youth conference over a decade ago, and it's so much fun to sit down with her one-on-one today. Jackie and her husband, Bobby, are both presenters in the Parents' Guide for Renewed and Received, which is a brand new resource for First Communion and First Reconciliation Preparation from Ascension. Jackie and I are talking about her experience preparing two of her kids to receive First Communion and First Reconciliation, and what it looks like to create a culture in our homes where conversation about the Eucharist and about confession are ongoing, and how teaching kids about the beauty of the Catholic faith has impacted her own interior life. So if you're helping kids discover Christ's mercy and experience his real presence in the Eucharist, sister, this letter is for you. Today's episode of the Letters to Women podcast is sponsored by the Catholic Textbook Project. Modern secular curriculum tends to downplay the role of the church in world history, and there are actually very few up-to-date resources for Catholic families in the Catholic schools that tell the full story of history without prejudice or bias. The Catholic Textbook Project is the perfect way to share the excitement of history with kids. Presented in an engaging narrative format, the full story of history will inspire awe in God's faithfulness and provide important context for how the world became what it is today. Visit catholictextbookproject.com letters to learn more. That's catholictextbookproject.com slash letters. Today, I'm welcoming Jackie Angel to the show. Jackie is a full-time traveling speaker, singer, and songwriter, and worship leader from Orange County, California. In 2006, she became an artist with Oregon Catholic Press, with whom she has released two albums. Her husband, Bobby Angel, is a native Floridian who has worked for eight years as a campus minister and a teacher at an all-boys school. Jackie and Bobby have spoken and written on Catholic marriage and discernment and theology of the body, and they currently live in Dallas, Texas, with their four children. Jackie, welcome to Letters to Women. It's so good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. And yeah, soon to be five children. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's just going to keep getting crazier. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good kind of crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it's like once you get past like three, I I had a few parents who have like seven, eight kids and they're like, listen, after three, it just makes no difference because it's still crazy. So (laughs) you're outnumbered at that point. So So today we're going to be talking about kids. We're going to be talking about sharing the beauty of the sacraments with kids in our lives. But to start the conversation, Jackie, could you tell me a little bit about your story as a Catholic woman? 
Yeah. So I was raised Catholic. Um, my mom is Catholic. My dad is not. And, you know, my mom did the best she could to raise me and my two older sisters in our faith. But essentially, you know, we went to all I all I knew about being Catholic was going to mass on Sundays saying my bedtime prayers and saying grace before meals. And that was about it because even my mom um, grew up, you know, with a faith that was kind of going through the motions. So, and she, since my conversion at 18, she's gotten more into her faith. So, you know, I started going to youth group in high school and then I went to a Steubenville conference and I, there's this thing called lead back in the day. It was called young apostles. And I was one of the young apostles. And that week was like the first time I ever experienced daily mass. I experienced, you know, juniors and seniors in high school who were on fire for God. And I was like, they were talking about all these things like, like uh, Padre Pio and the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And I'm like, what is that? You know, I had never heard of these things. And I just saw their joy and their faith. And I was like, wow, I want that. And that week I fell in love with the Eucharist. I fell in love with Jesus in the Eucharist um, at mass and at adoration. And I got home and this is the summer before college started. Praise God. Thank God. Because it was just life changing. And I started studying everything I could get my hands on. Started reading everything. Like part of my conversion was one of my leaders was talking about natural family planning, how she was learning that with her fiance. And I'm like, what? Like in, internally, I was very uncomfortable. And I just thought like, I thought you were, when you were married, you could just do whatever you wanted, you know? And I started learning about the church's teachings on that, reading Humanae Vitae. And it was life changing. And I fell in love with Jesus and I fell in love with the church and I started going to daily mass and, and just like, I, I just was reading everything I could get my hands on. So since I was 18, just that, that zeal, that love for Jesus, um, has just propelled me. And I, I felt like, it's kind of like this one priest said, he like fall in love and stay in love with Jesus. That's why I feel like the Lord just has kept me kept me close to him and even in those dry periods, you know, but that, yeah, that's my story of, of, of that part of my life. And I feel like the next phase was like the vocation part where just praying for Lord, where do you want me now? Like, I, I love you and I'm willing to do anything for you. I'm willing to be your bride as a nun. If that's what you're calling me to, I'm willing to be, you know, to be married. And, um, and I, for 10 years prayed for, you know, if I was called to marriage, I was praying for my future husband and, and sure enough, you know, 10 years when I was about 28, I met Bobby and I was like, I am going to wait for a man of God who loves Jesus more than he loves me. And I tell young women, I'm like, listen, I would rather be single and happy in Jesus than be in a miserable marriage because I speak to young girls all the time and I'm the one who gets to hear all the chaperones who are married. I hear the stories and these women come up and they're like, I wish I would have heard that when I was a teenager because I settled for in my marriage, you know? And so it just always broke my heart. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to settle out of lust. I'm not going to settle because I'm lonely. I'm not going to settle because I'm insecure, whatever. Like I will wait. I don't care how long I have to wait. <laughs> Thankfully, you know, I, I literally have met multiple women, two women who have been 50 and they said, Jackie, this is my first marriage. It's my husband's first marriage. I waited and it, it was worth waiting for. And I just met a woman who is 60, 61 and she is engaged for the first time in her life. And she was like, it was worth it. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. I'm not just making this up. Like, <laughs> You know, because like for me, it's like, what's the alternative? It's like, like, we just grasp, we grasp because we are lonely, we grasp and it's not what God wants. So I'm, I'm like, literally like, I, I would rather be single and happy in Jesus than in a miserable marriage. So I'm so grateful. I met Bobby and he is a man of God. He loves Jesus more than he loves me. And he's just a good man. He just shows me God's love. So yeah. And, and now we have four, four kids. Number five is on the way. And yeah, we're just trucking along here in Dallas, Texas. So 
both you and Bobby together are regular video contributors to Ascension Presents. And, and you guys have just been a part of Ascension's brand new programs, which are Received, Your Journey to First Communion, and Renewed, Your Journey to First Reconciliation. I would love to hear more about your role in that new program. What sets these programs apart and what it was like to work with Bobby on it? Yeah, it was kind of cool because as we are, Bobby and I are part of the um, parent formation and we're part of the leader formation videos. So essentially what sets this program apart is that the videos that they have created for the actual kids going through first reconciliation and first communion are so adorable and cute. Like I, what's cool is that our own children are going through this right now. We have our two oldest daughters are eight and seven and they are both they just received their first reconciliation in January and they're now preparing for their first communion in May. And so we watch the videos with them because it's essentially 12 videos per, per one, you know, 12 for reconciliation, 12 for first communion, uh, following this little family and uh, this little girl named Felicity, who's, who's prepared for her sacrament. And we watched our kids watch the videos and they loved them. They, they were like, can we watch more of the renew to receive? Like they are asking to watch because it really is so sweet. So it's different in the fact that they follow this family, they follow this little girl preparing for her sacraments. And then Bobby and I were involved with the the parent formation and there's a certification that if parishes want they can have the parents go and be certified get leader videos from father mike schmitz and me and bobby and sister josephine garrett and they kind of click through and they're learning because we know so often is you know so so many times the parents who are having their kids go through the, their sacraments also don't know their faith very well. And, you know, I'm sure that's not a lot of your listeners necessarily, but we all know like statistically in the church, there are a lot of parents who send their kids to faith formation and they themselves don't really know their faith. So it's kind of cool that parishes can be like, all right, well, we're going to have essentially catechize and evangelize your hearts, you know, so that you fall in love with these sacraments as well. So Bobby and I help do some of the videos for the parents. And then we also help do some of the leader videos. So any of the catechists who are helping the kids through first reconciliation and first communion, they also have like a certification. It was just a joy to be part of, especially because our kids are at that age that they're going through this. Um, we have, you know, just we're, we're in the thick of it right now with kids this age. That's so lovely. And it's so beautiful, too, for this to be something that does provide formation for the entire family or sees that that little person who's preparing to receive the sacraments as an integrated part of a family who all can grow deeper in love of Jesus, which is such a beautiful way to evangelize the entirety of the family. Yeah. And I have a friend who is like, tell, tell it to me like I'm five. Like, I feel like so many of us, it needs to be explained to us like we're five sometimes. And when we're watching with our kids, like we're also learning with our kids at a very fundamental level. I mean, even for me, who I love reading the catechism, it's always even still beneficial for me when I see things in a different way for how it's said to a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old. You know, I'm always learning things too. How do you explain concepts like sin and forgiveness and confession, which are big conversations, like so theologically rich, but then distilling them down in a way that kids can understand while all respecting where they're at developmentally. Yeah, I just, we just use real life situations for them and real life examples that they will totally understand. So I'm like, okay, to my kids, I'm like, what do you love most in the world? And they're like, ice cream, you know, <laughs> you know, I, you know, obviously besides their parents, right? You know, when they're siblings, but I'm like, okay. And, and, and I, and I use even our love, like, okay. And you know how much mommy and daddy love you. Right. And I'm like, but Jesus loves you even more. Can you imagine like how much mommy and daddy love you? Like Jesus loves you even more than that because mommy and daddy aren't perfect. We're not God. And we still mess up and make mistakes, but God loves you 
so much and they're like, wow, because they know how much mom and dad love them. And in some of these really tough concepts, uh, like on Good Friday last year, to explain that Jesus died for their sins and he loves them so much and, and talking about love and sacrifice, like what is a sacrifice? Like sacrifice is doing something you don't necessarily want to do, but you do it because you love somebody. And that's, that's what a sacrifice is. I said, for instance, talking about how much Jesus loves us, he died for us, he sacrificed his life. I said, okay, trying to tell this to my oldest child. I said, imagine if our house was on fire and daddy went inside to save us and he got us all out of the fire. Maybe he was going in for one more thing and he died in the process. He, he laid his life down. And I was just telling you, like in scripture, it says the greatest act of love is to lay your life down for a friend. And that's what Jesus did for us. He went and he sa he saved us and he died for us. And she started tearing up because she knows her dad loves her so much that he would do that. For me, when it, I, I was a, four, just so you know, I was, I was a youth minister. So I love talking about the faith <laughs> and I get, I got so excited, you know, when our kids are of the age of reason, I mean, even before the age of reason, they still, you know, we could share Bible stories, mm -hmm. but really when they become the age of reason and you see all the questions popping up, like our seven-year-old, when she, she's been asking great questions for a few years now, and she asked questions like, did God create Mary? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, but she's his mother. How could God create his own <laughs> mother? You know? <laughs> And she asked questions like, what is a, what is human? And mm. I, and then I sit and I'm like, well, here's the difference between an angel and an animal and then a human being. Like it, it's just so cool to really bring it down to their understanding and really be use simple terms. But even with reconciliation and first communion, bringing it down to their understanding has been so cool to see the little the lights go on in their hearts and their in their minds so we just use even just family terms like what they know and what they love and what they love doing to to apply that to the faith our oldest is almost four and she'll ask questions like well what will happen when i die and what will that look like and it's like yes like we're starting to get into questions where it's, I'm thinking about how to, to break that down for a little tiny person. Yeah. And we watch movies and shows and we ask them questions. So, I mean, we were watching, we were talking about the hunchback of Notre Dame and I said, okay, I said, is Quasimodo like to the world is, do people think he's beautiful? And they're like, no, I said, but does God, is he a good, is he good? And they're like, yep. And I said, and do you think God sees his heart and he loves him? And they're like, yeah. And so I said, what's more important? And then I talked about like Rapunzel and Tangled. I was like, okay, look at the, the mother Gothel and Rapunzel. It, does she look beautiful on the outside? And they're like, yeah. I said, but is her heart good? And they're like, no, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I, I was like, so what's more important to be beautiful on the outside or to have a beautiful beautiful heart and they're like a beautiful heart you know so we even use the things that we watch and and we ask them about the things that they watch like this person because you know sometimes things in movies aren't always black and white they're yeah. a little more complex you know maybe this was the good character but maybe they did some actions that weren't good and so we talk about that at dinner and we ha always are having conversations about what we watch and what they see and music we listen to and try to apply that to their faith when we're helping children learn about the Eucharist and learn about reconciliation, those can't just be conversations that are something that we talk about in religious ed or for a short season when our kids are seven or eight and we're preparing for those sacraments. I love these practical ideas like talking about the movies we're watching, the music that we're listening to. What does it look like to create a culture in our house where these ideas are part of ongoing conversations and we're revisiting them over and over in our daily lives with our kids? Yeah. And even every time we go to mass, I try to prep them. I, I say, you know, why are we going to mass? 
and they're like to say thank you to Jesus because I'm like the the word Eucharist means Thanksgiving. I said, and why why are we saying thank you? And they're like because Jesus died for us. I said, why did he do that? Because he's saving us from our sins. And I'm like, that's right. And and why did he save us from our sins? And they're like, because he wants to be us to be in heaven with him, you know, for all eternity. I'm like, that's right. So prepping them even to go to mass because, you know, sometimes they're like mass is boring. And even in that conversation, I was like, well, you know, even if it's boring, mass is not about us. It's not about how we feel. So it's okay sometimes that you're bored, but really like, this is what's happening. You know, we're bored because we don't know what's going on. And so we try to explain, but even as an adult, I get distracted, you know, I, but I know that mass is not about me. I'm saying thank you to Jesus for this sacrifice. He laid his life down. And, and so we just try to prep our kids even before going to church just to remind them because our you know our kids are still squirrely our little kids our five-year-old and our almost three-year-old they're like they are like squirrels and they're crazy you know so (laughs) mass is chaos sometimes especially when you have little kids um especially under the age of reason but even our kids who are older they're they're still little squirrels you know so it's okay it's it's where i always remind myself like someday they will all be in their 20s and we'll all be able to go out to eat and no one's gonna be throwing a tantrum and having a meltdown. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> this phase isn't going to last forever. And we're essentially t- teaching them how to grow, you know, and develop, you know, obviously in, in every way, mentally, and then in their faith. And, and so we're just guiding them, you know? Yes. You, you know, I think some listeners are tuning into this conversation because they do have kids who are getting ready to receive the sacraments of First Communion and Reconciliation, or maybe it's a niece or a sister or someone who is in that season of life in their own life. But I think a lot of women who are tuning in are in that season with kids who are maybe years, maybe like seven years off from receiving those sacraments. Do you have any advice for moms of toddlers when it comes to fostering a love for Christ and the Eucharist at just such a young age where we're just planting seeds and starting these conversations? Yeah, our kids watch us all the time. And and there's that the saying more is more is caught than taught. And so they're watching us how we how we love God. And they're I think being a youth minister, the thing I always saw was kids who went to, their parents sent them to a private school, but the parents at home weren't living it. And those kids were the hardest kids sometimes because they hated God. <laughs> like they hate, they were like, oh, well, I'm learning all about God in my youth ministry or my, my school, but I come home and my mom and dad are not living it at home. And so they kind of, I don't even think they even realize that's what's happening in their brain, but they see that they, they see that it's not being lived. So the, one of the most important things, especially when we have little kids is, is that we are living it, not just our faith, but even how we interact with our kids. So my toddler, so she's two and a half, she's almost three. Her name's Esther. We call her queen Esther because that girl is little miss sassy. One thing that I, we really want to make sure as parents that we do for our kids is we want them to know that we love them, not because of what they do, but because of who they are. And I think Catholics are still like, I speak to people like this past weekend, I spoke to a group of like 60 to 80 year olds. And there are still 60 to 80 year olds who think that they need to earn God's love. And they're afraid that they can, they lose God's love because so many of us were raised with parents who were happy when we were achieving and they were disappointed when we did something bad or they were disappointed when we weren't achieving. And some, you know, some of us struggle with having maybe siblings who were the high achievers and we weren't. So we felt like we weren't as loved. So I'm telling you, people are dealing with this their whole lives, like trying to get the affirmation of their mom, their dad. And so we want our kids to know that they are loved because of who they are, not because of what they do. So literally the script we say, and I, my friend, 
Mike Gormley was the one who told me this. And I'm like, I'm using this. As I say, why do I love you? And they go, because I'm your daughter. And I say, um, one time our our Zaylee, who's now seven, she was in, she was, her tantrums were crazy and kicking, screaming. And I went in one time, you know, after she, she was in timeout, cause I think she hit her brother or something. And I said, Zaylee, why do I love you? And she goes, cause I'm your daughter. And, and I said, do I love you even when you do bad things? And she goes, huh? Like she didn't know. And I go, I go, Zaylee, I love you even when you do bad things. I said, now, obviously I want you to do good things and I don't want you to hit your brother in the face, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel emotions, but how we cope with it, we're going to have to, you know, work on that. And I said, Zaylee, but I love you. Mommy, daddy love you. Even when you do bad things, like obviously we want the good for you, but, and she, she went like, she just, she just took a, a breath like of relief. Cause she thought, when she was in trouble, mommy and daddy stopped loving her. And it was such this moment that it actually changed the way I parented. Like now my little two-year-old, who is very highly deep feeler, throws crazy tantrums. Like, you know, I'll remove her from the situation of when she's having a meltdown or if she's hitting a sibling. I'll, she'll go sit on the stairs, but I'll go sit with her. And she knows like, okay, mommy, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this, but mommy still loves me. And, and so I'm going to instill that script in her too. Like, I don't love you because you're good at piano. I don't love you because you're good at math or because you're a good little girl, good little boy. I love you no matter what, because that's how God loves us. And so I, yeah, so often as Catholics, even just up to the, however old 85 year old Catholics still have this idea that we have to earn God's love. And that's just not true. So it's little things like that, that have been super helpful like learning that as a parent has helped me parent and so those of you with toddlers oh it is tough it's tough because it's tough when they're defiant it's tough when they're having meltdowns but really that's just it's like stages of development and we just have to show them like okay I love you like we're gonna you know obviously this action is not good but you are not bad like trying to separate like the behavior from them. Like, I don't say, Oh, you're a bad boy or you're a bad girl. I never say that because I'm like, they aren't, you know? And, and so I know, we know with toddlers, like, I know I can get riled up when they're defiant or when it's like, so I feel like the goal of as, as a parent, when you have little ones is like learning how to just be evenly keeled in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of their tantrums. <laughs> and, and it's also like, why am I being, I think it's asking the question, why, like, why am I being triggered right mm -hmm. now? Like, you yeah. know, is yeah. I feel, I don't feel appreciated. I feel like I'm not seen. So it really sometimes has a lot to do with our own insecurities, our own weakness our own pride that we get so dang riled up or like our lack of patience that we're being riled up by a two-year-old, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I, I, we are the first, like parents, we are the first examples of God's love. So that I, I just, I'm like, okay, we're obviously Bobby and I aren't perfect. But another thing that we learned that we've instilled is like, when we do blow up or get angry, the repair is more important. Yes. Meaning like, the, the apologizing to our kids and saying, I'm sorry, I yelled at you. Will you forgive me? So we're not only teaching them how to apologize and forgive their siblings, but then Bobby and I, when we, because we still, I, oh my gosh, just this past week, like I blew up because I was like, the yelling, the screaming, the bickering is driving me insane. Right. Like, yep. and so me, me blowing up, I, I apologize. Like, I'm sorry for blowing up will you forgive me? Yes, mom. And I'm like, and you know, I love you. Right. You know, and just so they know I'm not perfect, 
and I still need to apologize. So they are, because I know as a kid, I didn't see that from my parents. Most of us, most of us probably didn't. Maybe our parents never, ever apologized. And so we're modeling that as well. There's something so, so beautifully humbling too about going to a two-year-old and saying, I am sorry, so sorry. Will you forgive me? And I think so, what's so beautiful too is that like most of the time, like 90% of the time, my three-year-old would be like, yes, mom. Yes, of course I forgive you. And just so lavish in her forgiveness. And it's just receiving that as a parent is like, ah, yes, I have so much growth to do still, Lord. Like you have so much, (laughs) so much to learn about who you are, Lord, still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, children just, they're constantly showing us. God's love. Like I just, I, I, it kills me when I'm like, oh, my kids, and they just love me and their dad so much that even when we are, yeah, when we lose our cool, like they, they just love us so much. And it's like, they show me God's love all the time. Jackie, for listeners who are tuning in to learn about teaching their kids about the sacraments, where can listeners find out more about Received, your journey to First Communion, renewed your journey to first reconciliation and how can they connect with you online and learn more about your work as a speaker and a singer and a songwriter yeah so ascensionpress.com slash rr which is like renewed received that's rr they all the info is up on there and actually there's there's videos on there that you can watch for free with the like the little following the little family and little felicity and her you can watch some of them and see like how you like them, even how your kids like them. I I know our kids love them. They thought they were so funny. They're, we were watching their faces and they were like, oh, and they were just laughing and they they loved it. Um, but you can, so ascensionpress.com slash RR and you can see some of the materials that are out there because you don't even have to just do this as, as a parish. Like if, if you are a homeschooling family, you can use it as a supplement. And I asked Ascension, I was like, how much is it? Like if I, as a parent wanted to buy this just for my kids and they're like it, I think they said it was like 16 bucks for the renewed and 16 bucks for receiving like, really? That's it. Like I'm thinking like, you know, you sometimes you buy DVD sets and like there's a hundred dollars, but it, I was like, Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, you can go check it out. And then um, as for me, I am so bad with social media. <laughs> Some days I'm on a lot or sometimes I'm like, okay, I can do this. And some days I have no motivation and I homeschool my children. Like, I don't feel like going on social media, but anyways, you can find, uh, we have a website, JackieandBobby.com. And then my Instagram is at Jackie Francois and um, Bobby and I have a podcast all about human formation. It's called conversations with Jackie and Bobby and it's on YouTube. So it's like a video podcast you can watch on YouTube. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple podcast. So that's how you could stay connected with us is, we, we started this because we love human formation. So we love, we're like, I want to inter, you know, interview psychologists. I want to interview like Catholic psychologists, Catholic napro surgeons, Catholic, you know, just all about human that if anybody who's not Catholic stumbled upon our videos or our podcast, they'd be like, oh my gosh, this makes complete sense just because I'm a human being. You know, that's how people can find us. Jackie, I've got one last question for you before we close out our time together tonight. And it's this question that I ask every woman who's come on the podcast. How do you live out the feminine genius in your daily life, especially as a, as a mother helping her own children learn about the beauty of the Eucharist and reconciliation? I mean, I am a, I'm a strong woman. (laughs) I'm always learning the tenderness. Oh, it's just so again, my kids teach me so much about God's love. And so I, but I realized like for me that this, this feminine part of me, like this tenderness, like as a mom, it, it was not even learned. Like it's just something that like when I had babies, it was like, okay, like I am protector. Like I am, I turn into mama bear so quick. I am so tender with my kids, but if you mess with my kids, mama bear mode comes out just daily. 
I think God is even working on my heart when it comes to the tenderness part that I'm just learning how to be that mirror of tenderness. Like, cause I don't want to be harsh. I don't want to be overbearing. I don't want to be like, Oh, mom just did not like, uh, you know, having children. Like, you know, I just, <laughs> I'm asking the Lord to heal my wounds because that's the best thing I could do for my kids is seeing how wounded I am and my brokenness and my wounds of whatever, you know, I love Dr. Bob Schutz and his be healed and all that kind of stuff and sister Miriam. And so I just remember listening to podcasts. It's called the place we find ourselves yes. in this particular. Yeah. The therapist, he's always talking about attachment theory. And, and it just, he, when he said that, he said, one of the best things we can do for our kid, our kids is for us to delve into our own wounds. I was like, you're so right. So for me, that's, that's a daily thing. And just for me learning how to grow in patience, because I'm still not, I'm still not patient. And I still have children who drive me up the wall um, and growing even just in my journey with Jesus and, and really going to the depths of my heart and seeing where I need Jesus more so that I can be the hands and feet to my own children. Yeah. And it's just a daily process. Thank you so much for sharing that. And for, I think so many, I'm able to see myself in what you're sharing too. I'm like, ah, there's such a relief and and I'm not the only one. Like there is, it is hard. Thank God. Amen. Amen. (laughs) You're not alone, sister. (laughs) We're in it. We're in the trenches. But thanks so much for your time tonight for coming on the show. It's so fun to get to know you better. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Letters to Women. Check out the show notes for my conversation with Jackie on my website, letterstowomenpodcast.com. Or just scroll down in your podcast player for links with more information about Renewed and Received from Ascension, as well as how to connect with Jackie online. In the show, you'll also find a link to the Catholic Textbook Project. They're the sponsor for today's episode. And finally, you'll find a link to sign up for my newsletter, Naptime Notes. Every month, I share my favorite reads, what books the girls checked out from the library, the podcasts I'm tuning into, and braggable thrift store finds. Naptime Notes will always be free, but if you subscribe five dollars a month you get early and ad free access to all the letters to women podcast episodes before they go live if you listen to this podcast and you love the conversations and the guests of the show please leave a rating and review especially if you're tuning in via itunes and if you know a woman who would love this conversation with jackie please send this episode her way and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes if you ever want to share about a guest you'd love to see in the show or share about your experience as a listener you can always send me an email at letters to women at gmail.com and i would love to connect with you that's all i have for today's episode so until next time be not afraid.